in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the CEO Raider podcast. It's your host, John Mayetta. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts, wherever you consume your podcast content. I'm going to spit fire a little bit this morning. Just, yeah, I screwed up my calendar, missed my niece's hockey game, so already that puts me in a bad mood. Um, so there's a couple things I want to talk about. One is, if you haven't already, check out our recent post at techtoday.com where we talked about the CEO Raider founder CEO index. Uh, again, it has outperformed. So we ran the numbers as of close of business, close, market close as of Thursday, December 6th. And the index was at 15, 17% on a weighted and unweighted basis uh, versus the, the benchmark. The bench was at 4 and 5% weighted and unweighted. You can look at the specifics on there. If you want to see what our index is comprised of in terms of the individual stocks, you can check that out. We include that detail in the article. And, you you know, we don't have a – you can't invest in our index. It's not a, a, a tradable investment vehicle. It doesn't have a ticker symbol. It's not commercially available. So you would sort of have to build a basket on your own if you wanted to replicate what what we've done. And the way we built our index, it's a, it's a, an extract from our CEO Raider database, an extract of founder CEOs in the technology space. And if you've listened to this podcast, if you've written, if you've read what we've written at Tech Today, you know that we're big fans, big advocates of, of founder CEOs, particularly in the technology space where things move very quickly, especially as it relates to those uh, sub-verticals, those sectors within technology that are very fluid. Uh, founder CEOs are, are better able to, to anticipate change in the marketplace, the customer marketplace, and are better able to position their companies to, to uh, have a competitive advantage in the, in the marketplace vis-a-vis -vis their product and service offerings. It's, I, I said to somebody recently, it's much like a, um, the way a, a, a composer of a piece of music is familiar with that composition at a nuanced level and knows what he or she may write next. You know, that would be the analogy that I would give you as to how I view a founder as compared to a hired CEO who would, you know, the analogy would be a conductor who is conducting a symphony based on a piece of music that, that they did not write. So they know it, they know it well enough to conduct it and conduct it effectively, but they don't know it on the same nuanced level the way that the composer knew that piece of music and in terms of what may come next, it's anybody's guess. Only the composer knows. Second thing I wanted to talk about was SoundCloud. SoundCloud hosts this podcast, and we wrote about this at Tech Today, and we wrote about it yesterday. So we're, we are customers of SoundCloud. SoundCloud hosts our podcast, distributes, distributes it out to the various podcast directories, so they automate that piece. There are three companies, well, there are a number of companies that provide hosting and distribution services, but the kind of the three main ones are uh, Lisbon and Blurberry. Th those would be the, uh, or Libsyn rather, and Blurberry. Those would be kind of the, the two main ones, and, and I'd say SoundCloud is probably the, the number three. In terms of company size, uh, Libsyn is a penny stock. Um, Blurberry is tiny, less than 20 people. SoundCloud is far and away the, the largest of the three, which is why we opted to use SoundCloud. Not sure that Libsyn and Blurberry would, would be around, frankly. 
and I don't mean get acquired by somebody else, but may not be solvent in a year or two. So opted for SoundCloud. SoundCloud has been awful, frankly. So those of you that are thinking about doing a podcast, you don't want to host it on your own servers and build out your own distribution network if you want to use a, if you want to outsource that to a third party. Uh, I would recommend avoiding SoundCloud based on the experience that we've had. We are on the enterprise plan that SoundCloud offers, which means unlimited storage, unlimited file sizes, unlimited file types, no constraints whatsoever. But what they don't offer enterprise customers is customer service. There's not a support email. There's not a phone number. It's purely knowledge-based driven. And we've been having issues this week with, I'm guessing, file sizes, where our podcasts won't, are, are, are simply not being processed. The company's raised a little over half a billion to date, most recently August of 17. Uh, they balked on an acquisition offer in 2016, and I'm blanking off the top of my head the details in the Tech Today article, but they they balked on a billion-dollar acquisition offer and walked from that, reportedly tried to sell themselves for about $250 million when things started to go south, and then they kind of got desperate. Nobody wanted to do the deal at 250 and I think that was sort of late 2016. August 2017, uh, Singapore-based investment firm Tomasic and Rain Group out of New York put in 100 million, again, look at the, I don't have the article in front of me, but it was either 100, 150 million dollar F round, put in a new management team. And so we and other enterprise customers, again, no constraints on the sort of the data side, but no customer support. And so we've been reaching out to these guys over the course of the weekend and, you know, zero. That includes emailing the, the CEO. So customer, it's a consumer facing business. CEO is Looks to be my age, sort of mid-40s. Recently got a Twitter account. Doesn't engage on Twitter. Doesn't respond to email. And I, I've personally emailed him. And if you recall, a couple of weeks ago, I told you we had an email exchange with a financial technology partner, a large cap fintech company, on a Sunday, where the founder went back and forth with me. And we were now on their platform. And, and that company is Interactive Broker. And that's the difference between founders and hired CEOs, frankly. Founders actually care. They actually care. They work weekends. They'll respond if you reach out with a, a reasonable question, if they're available. Generally speaking, general rule. And this was my experience when I was a, a, a banker as well. And prior to me reaching out to an interactive broker, we didn't have any uh, relationship with, with the company. Where, And there was no relationship up until that point with interactive broker. And you contrast that with, with SoundCloud, where there is actually a relationship. We've, we've been a customer for, I guess, two years. And it's not thousands of dollars we're paying them. It's not a Bloomberg terminal that we're leasing from them. But it, it's some money. We regularly publish to the platform. And everything just falls on deaf ears. Now, I hope when the market opens tomorrow, pre-market rather on Monday, that there's a deal announced and that they've been hashing out a deal over the weekend, that SoundCloud has sold itself. And I hope that's why they've been unresponsive, because otherwise it's just the customer service level is unacceptable. Series F, you're trying to change the culture, and, and this is how you execute? Pretty weak. So if you read Tech Today, our most recent post was around how Apple should acquire SoundCloud. You know, Apple wants to get more people to use its Apple Music service. They want to get more people engaged with the iCloud service. And so between music and podcasts which are you know each published on the, the the soundcloud platform soundcloud would be a way for apple to to goose those two pieces of its of its portfolio the the music offering and the icloud offering 
if you look at the podcast industry, we'll, we'll stick with that for the moment. Um, there are really two groups of middlemen that sit between podcast publishers like us at CEO Raider and listeners. And those two groups are the hosting companies, which obviously host the platform itself, host the data, and they also distribute the data, i.e. the podcasts, to the various podcast directories. And they also will provide some statistics, some high-level analytics around podcast listenership, geolocation, all anonymized data, but kind of city, state, country where listeners are, and depending on the, the, the hosting platform, uh, maybe detail around uh, device type, operating system type, to, you know, so this sort of thing. The directory companies disseminate the podcasts to listeners. So directory companies, examples of would be Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, FM. I mean, there are a, a, a ton of podcast directories which many of you know as, as podcast players. Many of those directories will also offer some analytics back to the publisher around same type of stuff, geolocation, device type. Further, okay, and then when you, when you look at the directory companies, Apple has majority share, depending on what numbers you look at, 70, mid 70% market share on the directory side. They don't participate on the hosting side. So my obvious idea is to Vertically integrate, if you're Apple. Integrate hosting with your front-end directory layer. Again, the host, the, the, the hosting companies, it's, it's a very fragmented space. It's, it's, it's size-wise, in terms of size of company, SoundCloud is the biggest. In terms of uh, share on the hosting side, the two biggest are Libsyn and, and Blurberry. Roll up the hosting side. So now all the publishers like me, who don't self-publish, if you roll up SoundCloud, Libsyn, Blurberry, start with SoundCloud, you're probably going to capture 90% share. So 90% of podcasts in the world, you'll, you'll have them. You, Apple. You'll own the account from the hosting side, and you'll be publishing it anyway from the directory side. And one thing that Apple does, does not do a great job of is the analytics piece. They have been in beta for about a year with podcast analytics, and it's hardly robust. They need to spend some time on that. I'm not sure what they do on the music side, if anything. I imagine it's a similar experience. Google does a fantastic job. If you, if any of you guys use Google Analytics for your business, Google could certainly do the same thing and roll up the podcast space. They, they sound quite serious around their Google Podcast initiative. They think they could double the number of podcast listeners in the next couple of years. Uh, one way to do that would be to also vertically integrate. The reason I say Apple ought to get off the shtick and, and, and go do it first is because Apple tends to lag, and they're lagging in a lot of important areas. They're losing share on the phone side, and AI, Siri is a distant three to Google and, and Amazon, Google having the best AI platform. AI is going to be crucial to consumer devices in the future. And at Apple is their toast, frankly. I don't see how they catch up. I think it's impossible to catch up at this point from an AI perspective. And, and I measure AI efficacy by speed and accuracy. That's a separate conversation. So I think if Apple wants to be a player in streaming content, i.e. music, podcasts, movies, uh, podcast is one I think that's easy to get a jump on, and it's a rapidly growing space. 
and you can get in there for negligible money if you are Apple. And you could put SoundCloud out of its misery because they clearly don't know how to serve the customer. That's all for now. See you next time.